right, welcome to another episode of the Team Creek Tribe podcast. Today we're talking with Ali Kazane. Hey, Shion. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I've uh, been wanting to do this for a long time now, and, and uh, our schedules haven't really matched up until now, and we're squeezing it in before That's you're great. you're traveling again. But uh, thanks for doing that. Um, so you know, I think pretty much. A hundred percent of the people that listen to the podcast are students here, right? Like, and maybe potentially parents of students. But I think um, you know we don't have a, and we're not trying trying to have a, a huge following like some podcasts are. It's really meant just you know for our team. But um, you know, some people know you fairly well, especially the ones you train with. But give a, a little elevator speech, if you will, a little kind of like who you are you know, what you do for a living, just, you know, that quick little elevator sure. talk. All right. Well, thanks for inviting me, Shihan, and yeah. uh, thank you and Renchi. To, uh, we're going through some tough times right now, and you guys are, uh, you know, going above and beyond setting up these online classes and stuff. So I just want to say thank you, and uh, we appreciate everything you guys are doing under these uh, thank tough, you. tough times. Thank you. Um, yeah. So my name's Ali. I'm, I'm from London, England. I, um, I did martial arts, uh, Back in my early teens in England, and um, I, uh, when I came to the states, I uh, was very interested in getting my children into it. I, I got so much uh, benefit from 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 the martial arts I had done back in the day. So uh, that was something I definitely wanted to do for the kids, and uh, that I, I, I did see the uh, the sign one day driving by, and that's uh, what brought me in. So you trained um, as a child in what style? Um, so it was um, Wadaru was the style. Okay. It was more of a traditional martial arts. Can can you compare that to something that people might know? Um, yeah, it's very similar to uh, Shotokan. Okay. Um, the style, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more familiar, I guess. Sure. Yeah, excellent. And and uh, up until the kids started with us, they hadn't done any type of martial arts. No, the kids hadn't done any martial arts before, and... Um, you know, I, I I told them I had done it before, that, so that was something they were excited to want to try it, um, and yeah, they they loved it once they started. Okay, and so the, the people that don't know you as well, um, wh- what do you do for a living? Um, right now, I'm a roofing contractor, mm-hmm. so I repair roofs. Okay, excellent. Compass Roofing is the name. Yeah, and so so uh, any of our listeners might need some, <laughs> some roofing help. <laughs> He's the guy to contact. <laughs> For sure, um, and so when when the kids started, take me back. I'm trying to remember. You didn't originally start right away with them, right? It took you maybe a little bit before you yeah, got started. I, I believe we got Ryan in. It was 2015. I think it was late 2015. We brought Ryan in. Okay, and uh, it was a couple of months after that we got Lena on board as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was maybe a couple of weeks after we got Lena in that I, I joined as well. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, I did karate and I, I didn't quite finish. I didn't get to my black belt. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to what the equipment would be a high red here. Sure. And, um, you know, I had trained for five years there and I, had, the lessons I learned and it, it, it stuck with me throughout my whole life. Those, those core lessons in karate, um, it, it helped me tremendously. I remembered that. So it's something I, I always wanted to finish deep down. Right. But, uh, yeah, Initially, it was me just wanting to bring that, those lessons that I had. I knew the value in karate, so I wanted that to go to my kids. So that was why I brought them on first. But deep down, I did want to 
complete what I hadn't finished. Right, right. And you went through quite a transformation because when uh, when you first got started with us, with us, you you looked quite a bit different than you look. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> right yeah, now. I, I think it was uh, a total of forty pounds since the start to, to when I got achieved my black belt. I, I lost about forty pounds. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a big transformation, definitely. It's it's amazing to look back at those photos, you know, because yeah. I forget once in a while, and I'll and I'll see the the photos. It's so true, and I'm like, wow, that's right. He was so he true. was a much bigger person. That white belt picture, <laughs> I know, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and and I think it's um you know it's a testament to the, you know what the program can do. Now the I don't want anyone to think like oh just because someone joins karate that they automatically lose weight like you were doing things on your own of course to enhance the the training that you were doing making some um shifts in uh, i'm sure your diet and and but overall your your activity no, level went definitely. up definitely i think um the majority of it was was the martial arts training I, I used to come into i did train outside the class as well but it was just practicing my martial arts really and, mm-hmm. and you know i did hit the gym once in a while um but uh, yeah definitely it, it helped tremendously yeah yeah and um so you then got started um and I remember having the conversation about like, what about your wife? <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and you were like, oh no, that's not for her. She, you know, I'd love for her to do it, but I don't think there's a chance. And and then the miracle happened, right? It's it's amazing, yeah. Like I would never dreamt in a million years that she would ever uh, take on karate. She, you know, she was, just had no interest in that kind of stuff, right? But you know, once I was in and the kids were in. Um, it worked out that you know she could actually come on board for free. Yeah, and it was just almost crazy not to you know at least try it. Exactly. So she exactly. came on board and uh, you know she fell in love with it and uh, yeah you know she she's. Uh, She's coming back as well. So. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I remember um, in one of her last classes, you know, that she had bef- before she's taken a break from it. Um, I was so impressed because she hadn't been here in a little bit, and she came in and she was working so hard and looking so confident. I'm like, how did how does someone, you know, who's been away from it? come in and look like that that's yeah. that was really i was impressed with yeah. that so we actually spoke not too long ago and you know with the covid thing that happened yeah mm-hmm. we had some reasons that we couldn't continue training for a little while but, yeah um, yeah you know we got ryan back in i'm back in now training and uh yeah rim and, and lena they're just they're, they're getting their stuff together but they're, they're coming back so that's good news awesome awesome all right so let's talk about um you know your journey like just personally with us from white to black, you did it a little bit faster than what we typically see our students go through. And, and that's largely because you had prior training, right? So I moved you pretty quickly through the first several belts because, and I would do that with anybody who felt, who I felt like just didn't deserve to stay in those lower ranks, right? You had to learn the way we did things and you had to learn, you know, our curriculum in which you did, you know, you dedicated, um, the time you put it in and, and got that, um, information down. Um, so once we got you up into the intermediate ranks, then it started to kind of slow down a little bit and, and go at a more normal pace. Yeah. It does get harder. Yeah, and, and um, but I, I think it was about like maybe two and a half years. Does that sound right? From white to black, I believe so. two, two, yeah. two and a half, something yeah. like that. And um, so I'm curious, like, and now you're a second degree black belt, right? So you went on to another couple of years later to earn your second degree black belt. And and what was your experience um, from like just the first set of 
um, you know, all your belts leading up to black belt and like how that, what the feeling of getting your black belt finally, especially after you trained as a child and it it didn't happen. Um, and then, so like there's this one scenario and then going from first to second degree, I remember the, the, how I felt about it, but I'm always curious to, to ask people who are, you know, higher degrees of black belt, like what was it like for you to then just get another degree of black belt? Because the belt's the same color, right? You just, yeah. now you got two, you know, two stripes on it. Yeah. I, well, every, every belt you get, it's got its own little special reward and you have this own right. memory about it. And even though I had gone through all these belts uh, prior in my early teens, um, and uh, the other thing was I, I was a high red in my early teens, probably for like a year and a half, like I could have gone for the black belt a few times. Mm. So there was a, a lot of training I had, but every every single belt here at Team Creek was the same way. It's just a special feeling. It's such an achievement because you're learning something new. I mean, it was a new curriculum. It was a whole new style. So, right. Very um, different style. Very different. So, um, But once I got to my high red going on to black, I, I really expected it to be uh, – to, to have these uh, – I had fears back in the day about trying to get to the black belt because I, one of the things I had, I was blocking myself from doing it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't have that on my first degree. And it was almost like I trained really hard for it, but yeah. I didn't have that, um, what I expected to have. It's only on the second degree where I had some real hard doubts about, um, you know, can I do this? Uh, mm-hmm. Can I, can I um, even though I'd done the first degree once before, um, I was having these things that had uh, sur- hadn't surfaced since I was a child, right? And they were all coming up, so um, it was uh, it was very special to me for me second degree more than the first, if you can believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can because like I had a similar experience, not not the same, but similar in that they were very different. Like everything leading up to black belt, at least my memory was like you know, you think you're so great when you first get your black belt, right? And then, and you know, you, you have achieved a certain level of skill and, and a lot of people are making a big deal about you. And, and, but then, you know, once you continued on and to look back at first degree, now that, you know, I'm a sixth degree, I look at first degree and I think, yeah, I wasn't that great. (laughs) You know, what was I, what was I thinking? You know, like, okay, I had a little bit of skill, but like, I wasn't that great. I can see all sorts of things that I needed work on. Right. Right. And then, uh, and I remember being very nervous for the actual, um, the black belt spectacular, like just in, in just totally like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where we're going next. I don't know where, where I'm supposed to stand. Right. All of these things. Um, for me to go to second degree was like all of a sudden, all of those fears were just, they were gone. And, and I had such a, uh, just a higher level of, of confidence. And, um, I had the unique experience where I was the only one, um, that from my group that tested for first degree that was then going on to second degree during this one cycle. Um, and I, I was the only person getting a second degree that cycle. So it, it was me and then a bunch of other people going for their first degree. Right. Um, and even though there was a lot of pressure of like being in the spotlight by myself, not having it, you know, some buddies to, to also go for second degree with, um, there was just this unusual confidence that I hadn't experienced before. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. You know, like, and I thought it can't get any better than that. Right. Like, and then three years later, I'm going for third degree and it was even better than that. Like, you know, like there was this just different change of, um, 
confidence and, and, and belief in yourself and, and ability to, to just do it um, better, right. I guess. Right. right. So, That's so great. my point is like, um, we are going to have different experiences. Um, and it's not like when you go to second degree or third degree or higher, it's not just about, okay, what kata did you learn or what, you know, did, what's the new curriculum? It's, it's so much more than that to, to me because like, I look at it now as like you can almost like learn, you can teach any kind of curriculum at any point. I mean, certainly some curriculum is harder than others, right? But but the idea of like higher degrees of black belt is is more about like your overall development. It's not just about I learned some new katas right. or now I know how to twirl a right. bow or, right? right? So um, I remember, and I want you to elaborate if you would, I remember that there was kind of like that one really important moment um, during your second degree cycle where you were sitting on the sidewalk yeah. <laughs> right after a run kind of I, I will describe it as like you were looking very defeated yeah. right um, and I just I said you know what's going on and, and you were like well tell us the story no, no you're right and I think at that point I really had decided that uh, I wanted to just end it right there I was going to quit yeah um, I just didn't feel I could do it. I think we had had a time run and I just missed it again. And I just, uh, was there, was there a part of you that felt like you didn't deserve it or just that you couldn't do it? Oh, both. Yeah, both. Um, I, I, I kind of knew I could do it because I had done it before, Mm -hmm. um, with my first degree. So I, well, like I had mentioned before, I had this fear that I, I had, there were two reasons I quit karate before. Um, just so you, one one was um, because I had this fear about getting up there sometimes and performing, and the other thing was I didn't like hurting people. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good at sparring back then, and I, you know, sometimes to get that point, you have to go a little bit without control. Right. I've hurt people before, so I didn't want to hurt people. Sure. Um, but those were the reasons. But yeah, this was that that fear had come back in again um, that I just had put in front of me that I, I can't do it. Um, you know, I was just putting that obstacle in front of me. Yeah. And that's, uh, and then you had come up and, yeah. Um, and, and I said one simple thing, yeah. right? What was it? Um, you, you told me, um, it was about like, just don't sabotage don't yourself. Sabotage right? yourself. Don't sabotage right, yeah. yourself. And, and that was like a turning point, right? It was almost like, and I've had those moments in my training where somebody said something just at the right yeah. time, or they gave me just a little bit of support just when I needed it. And, um, I think it's really powerful these little things that happen through our it's training. It's amazing. If you, if you hadn't had said that to me, I think I would have quit. Yeah. At, at that exact moment, the way you'd said it, it's just, it just, something just a light bulb had gone off in my head. And I was like, it's true. Why am I doing this? To right. Myself? right. That's, that's what was needed at the time. So it must've been guided by something higher, right? Definitely. <laughs> because, I believe in that. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great segue too. then. Um, because, you know, I think of you as a very spiritual person and, and, um, from, from what I've seen in, in some of your posts and things, um, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about, like, where does that come from? How long have you been, um, you know, this spiritual type of person? Ha- has it evolved? I'm sure it has, but, yeah. you know, how, give us some more. Yeah, I've, I've always been spiritual. I guess we've all been spiritual ever since we're kids. Yeah. Um, you know, with some programming and stuff, maybe some of us have come uh, kind of lost that um, going within and knowing who we are. But 
Um, yeah, Awakening Souls is just the, I, I just put a little bit about my uh, own journey and my own awakening and, um, you know, these awakenings that we have. I've had numerous ones. So with um, Awakening Souls, um, I've watched several of your videos as you post them. And, um, you know, I, I often wonder, like, how you came to, to a point where you felt compelled to, to put these videos out. And I, I want you to explain to me and to the listeners, like, how does that help you? Um, how does the practice of whether it's meditation or, um, you know, studying different, um, different teachings from, from, cause I know you've done that. You've, you've studied teachings from, from different religions, right? Maybe you can expand on that. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I, I was raised as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was my religion growing up. Uh, when I went to high school, I actually went to Catholic high school. So I was in Catholic high school for five years. So, um, I remember I was very open-minded as a child, so I wanted to take uh, as much information and try and learn you know, who we are, what are we about. Right. So five years I went to Catholic school, and um, I really embraced it, and I learned to love Jesus, and uh, you know, we, it's Bible study, so I, I learned that religion very well. So tell me about meditation. How did you get into meditation? You know, one of the things I noticed about you when you first were a student is you would do little mini med- meditations even though I wasn't asking the class to meditate, like you would just do them. And I thought it was so cool. I was like, like because I've always been someone who wanted to do a very like um, consistent meditation practice. And in my life, I've had periods where I would do it. Um, Like prior to Black Butt, I was meditating a ton. I was doing like subliminal tapes, like just putting on subliminal messages while I was meditating and, yeah. or going to sleep. And I would just listen to these subliminal messages about, you know, like the, you, you, ha- you can do it kind of thing, you know, like power and health and all this stuff. Um, and then for whatever reason, you know, I got away from it and, and I, I always felt like I don't really know how to meditate, <laughs> you know, like somebody needs to teach me right. kind of thing. And then like, then you make the excuse of like, I haven't found somebody to teach me yet. And so, you, um, but little by little, like you hear things and, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to just start doing it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of how a lot of people get started. They just start doing it, whether it's right or wrong, but they're doing it's better than not doing it. Right. Definitely. definitely. I, I was fortunate enough in the previous martial arts training, um, you know, after a very grueling day of fighting or sparring or something like that, at the end of the class, we would do something called Mutsu, which was the uh, with a, a very, it depended, it could be one minute or it could last 15 minutes, depending mm. on what sense they wanted. And we would just go into a Cesar position and uh, close our eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, very deep breaths. And um, it was just right after class. And that's one of the things I, I, I felt was almost missing. I, I really missed that in karate because that was something yeah. I remembered so much. And right. that's actually when I had, uh, it was during those times that I had, had out of body experiences. It had started, it started for me there. Yeah. Um, but that goes into astral projection and stuff. And uh, that started happening for me quite a lot. So wow. sort of lead it, led me to that. Yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, we can definitely maybe, create a whole new episode yeah, about I know, that, right? right? become the she <laughs> Frank Rogan show. <laughs> so how, how does meditation, um, how does it um, show up in your life these days? 
Um, I've been practicing meditation almost every day. Uh, I try what it's done for me now. It's, it keeps me in a meditative state, even when I'm aware now. Where I'm, I'm, I don't have to sit in the corner. I'm always in a meditative state. What that does for us is it just acquires quite the, the mind, the chattering mind that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start to meditate, you start realizing how many thoughts and how many voices we have in our head. Sure. And when you start to meditate, you start to identify that none of these voices are truly you. You're, you're, the, one you're the one that's observing it from behind. Yeah, you, you're the one seeing all of this. And so... Um, yeah, that that that's huge. That that that, like the great Nikola Tesla said, everything's frequency, vibration. When you start thinking in terms of that, um, you can you can fix your life. If you're if you're always going with the impulse of what your thoughts are doing or saying, um, you can't get anything done. So when you start meditating, you'll start realizing that, and it's it's been a great benefit for me. And martial arts brings that to you. Mm-hmm. effortlessly it really does um, that's why I say if I could tell people like, the first three things they should do to get into their own spiritual path <clears throat> it would be definitely to change their diet just be a little bit cognizant of what you're putting into your body and into your mind mm-hmm. um, so you know foods that are um, you know every, everything's got chemical dyes and, and, and fluoride in them and you've got to look at these things now you've got to do a little bit of research and see what we're putting into our own bodies yeah um, but yeah, right behind that would be exercise and I would list top two things would be the yoga or martial arts because um, it just it just brings you in tune with yourself right. martial arts with the katas uh, with the breathing techniques and you know we, we are doing the meditations now, which feels great after the classes just do that it's amazing so it, it's great um, you know those are the things I would uh, definitely a, a meditation of course is the number one yeah, if you were to, if somebody um, has never meditated before and they wanted to try, like how would you guide them on their first meditation? What would you tell them? Could you tell them something quickly to help them along? Right now, if just just right now, if you want to try, it, you can just go five minutes, ten minutes, just get away from everything else. Mm-hmm. Go in the backyard, take your shoes and socks off, stand in the grass, and just close your eyes and just breathe. Right. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or elaborate. Yeah, it doesn't have to be sitting. It doesn't have to be lying. It can be... Whatever makes you comfortable to start off with. You don't have to be in any certain pose or anything like that. This is all about just, you know, um, slowing down the mind, observing your thoughts, and breathing. The key thing is breathing. If we really pay attention, we really don't breathe. When we're sitting here, especially in this now scientific fact, when you're looking at your phone, you're barely breathing anymore. And we don't notice that when we should be taking really deep breaths right. out, controlled, maybe five or six seconds in, hold five or six seconds, and then out five or six seconds. Just do that five, ten minutes a day just to start off with. Right. You can slowly start increasing it, but you will, you'll start noticing. Bring a sense of calm to yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely calm to yourself. You'll, you'll notice how many times you've just been impulsive with things just because of thought being popping up yeah you know so you'll start noticing these things and you'll make these corrections and you'll stop coming into the frequency of what we're supposed to be in with this life yeah yeah i'll tell you i had a really um i'll describe it as a freaky experience when i was reading the book um by eckhart tolle uh 
a new earth as I think that's mm-hmm. the title. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was years ago. And there was one part where he was describing like, go, like just to go out and like stand in the grass this is what, what triggered me to think about this. And he, he was talking about like not looking at things and trying to label what they were, mm-hmm. not calling a tree a tree, right. just seeing it, see the, see the, um, the grass, but not thinking of it as that's the grass. Right. right? And, and just experience everything. Right. And, and, um, I remember in like, and there was like a breathing that, that you were doing, like, you know, like you're saying that slow inhale and then just slow exhale and, and quieting the mind eyes open the whole thing. It wasn't like right. an eyes closed kind of thing. Um, and I remember like having sounds started to change and, um, the, the way I could, I could see little tiny bugs that I, that I hadn't previously noticed. All of a sudden I could see these little, wow, little tiny bugs flying around and landing on the plants and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. And, and, um, and I'm sure there are people who have some interest in, in this kind of thing. Do you have um, any favorite books or any favorite um, uh, directions you would point people to yeah, to would, get some more info, information on that kind of thing? Um, somebody that helped me a great deal, um, Ralph Smart, Infinite Waters. Um, his videos are on YouTube. Definitely check some of those out. Mm-hmm. He's got great meditations. Um, just uh, he, he, he really knows what's going on, so it's someone to definitely listen to. Sadhguru, I don't know if you've ever seen any of Sadhguru's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely go on YouTube. He's got a great uh, beginner meditation. It's called Isha Kriya. Um, if you um, check that on YouTube, that's, that's a great meditation to start off with. Um, also, I would watch some of Greg Braden's stuff too. Um, Gaia, I think you can find a lot of his stuff but definitely look into those those three um yeah amazing people definitely nice nice um so do, do you have a um a routine for meditation does it does it happen somewhere in your day always at the same time or do you are you flexible with it i'm pretty flexible with it like i said i've come to a stage now myself i'm just meditative all the time now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i feel like i'm always meditative most of the day um, but, so there's yeah, not a moment when you actually like kind of I sit down do and that, of course, you yeah, do that I, as I still, well. Of course, yeah, I do that because there's, there's levels of it mm-hmm. and how deep you can go. Um, you, you know, when I was a child, like I mentioned, I used to astral project every night. I would leave my body and be in the astral realm and I would be able to perceive everything and, and go places. I could do that at will. Um, I kind of lost it as I went through uh, my early 20s and teenage years, but um I'm starting to get that back again. I start feeling I'm coming out, and then I get back in. I I still haven't got control over it again. Wow. Those things exist, and uh, you can you can you can tap into that kind of stuff. Interesting. So if we tie this back in um, to martial arts, and and um, you're now, uh, as we mentioned before, a second degree black belt, so you've you've accomplished a certain amount of success in the martial arts, earning your black belt, and going on to second degree. And I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners are not yet um, black belts, right? And um, everybody has a very similar journey from white to black in the sense that they travel the same belts and they, 
they need to learn the same curriculum. And, and many times that equals they experience a lot of the same challenges and they have some of the same hurdles that they have to get over. Right. What type of um, suggestions or success tips come to mind that just coming from your own perspective, like, you know what, this is what I went through and this is, this is what helped me get past it. Can you share any of that? Yeah, I, I think the first piece of advice would be, you know, take take martial arts seriously. Um, you know, when you come into the dojo, treat it like it's a almost like a place of worship. Like, come in here and, and respect it. Respect, you know, when Xion's on the mat and you're speaking, you know, you have to stand to attention. It's, it's almost like that. It's almost like having to treat it as a as a separate space. Um, if you do that, if you have that kind of respect already, you're 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 going to be winning some battles there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the training, you know, put the put the hours in. It's not just you can't just come to class and uh, expect that's going to be enough. It right. never will be. So if you're not doing anything at home, if you're not meeting up with some of the fellow students in parks and, and, and training together, it's going to be difficult. Um, uh, definitely, another thing would be you know, overall fitness. Do your runs, even though the run may not be a requirement anymore. It's it's very important to have that uh, cardiovascular kind of uh, endurance. So yeah, um, work with that, and then you know look at your student, uh, the student, uh, the uh, the person next to you. Um, ask for help if you need it. Um, you know, I, I took advantage of doing the private lessons um, that helped me tremendously as well. Towards the end, I needed extra help, um, so I. I, I I took advantage of that. So do things like that and, uh, you know, believe in yourself. Always believe in yourself. Never have any doubts. So important. And and one of the things that jumps into my mind while you're saying that is there's a a lot of people here at the dojo that are are the support team, right? And sometimes other people will believe in you more than you believe in yourself, right? And, And But hearing them have belief in you, can change your whole perspective. I, I remember vividly, and this must have been, you know, more than 30 years ago, um, or maybe just around 30 years ago. Um, one of my instructors told me, I, th- I think I was a green belt at the time, and he said, you know, you would make a good instructor. Just mm-hmm. a simple little, yeah. like, kind of like that little yeah. thing I said yeah. to you on the sidewalk. It was just that one quick little, you know, you would make a good instructor. Yeah. And I, and it, sh- what you yes. think I would make a good, you know, change my whole belief in myself? It's like, yeah, yeah. And um, so, with that, people here they're gonna they're gonna have those moments when you know they're not feeling confident. They don't feel they can do it. And being around the team, often somebody will be like, "Come on, Definitely. smack you upside the head," and you know you can do this, That's right? And so true. And that's what's amazing with Team Creek because it's such a family unit here. Once you come in, you become family. That's right. right here. So it's it's truly it's almost unique with our class because uh, it, it is special. It is. So yeah, you definitely just you just have to look to, to your left or right, and there's help. Right. There's someone there for you. Awesome. Well, Ali, thank you so much for for sharing some thoughts today and and, um, giving us your insights. And uh, we'll probably do this again and and have have some follow-up conversation on some of the things you just touched base, you know, lightly on today. Maybe we'll go deeper in a future episode if you're you're willing. I would love to, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate you. Have a great one. Thank you, Shane.